0: Oh, shit. I almost died. <laughs> i myself. Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily
1: offended, you best get to stepping.
0: But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. hammered. What is going on, people? This is Point Hammered, episode 110. Oh, my word. What Raj the fuck, is here. This has got to be some kind of milestone, eh? <laughs> yeah. Episode
1: Today? 110.
0: Here we go. September 12th, 2014, and it's about fucking 40 degrees. Powering
1: in hoodies. Yeah. A couple of Emperor Palpatines here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is fucking cold. I think winter's upon us, bro. Just... Fuck fall. We're jumping right into winter.
1: Mm, I think we got one last warm spell, John. I haven't given up.
0: Fucking hope so, or I think I might kill myself.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. I wouldn't want that because I I couldn't stand editing all the episodes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You'd have to pick up the reins for Point Radio, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Unless you could talk bubbles into it. (laughs) Yeah. What's
1: been going on, dude? Been working on some models or what, man? A little bit, man. Got that fucking
0: board done, ready to go, so I've been painting the rider. Got his skin done. That's the biggest
1: fucking part. I just finished up his pants. On doing? A nice olive skin, like a dark green,
2: like it's a like Nurgle a light, pukey.
0: Light olive color. Turned out pretty badass. I'll put some pic- I'll actually make an episode post this time around.
2: Mm. I got
0: okay. pics ready to go. I just was too fucking lazy slash busy. Other otherwise, I'm still sculpting a little bit on the over Cannoneer. I got a fucking. I had. I got the fucking skin done on that damn Ortonian rider, and I was li- and I was about to start base coating the straps and shit. And he's got this strap that comes up to his right shoulder and just stops right where the arm muscle uh, starts. Weird. Because there's several different kinds of arms. Some of them up and some of them down. Is
1: there supposed to be a giant shoulder pad there? Yeah, there's oh, supposed
0: I- to be like a steel plate, but on the arms where it's positioned up, there's nothing there. Just a fucking. Okay. It just ends in a muscle. So. Uh, after I fucking painted that model, spent hours painstakingly painting the skin. Then I went back and sculpted a fucking strap extension on there so it met the armor plate on the shoulder. I was like, God fucking damn. And then I had a bunch of putty it's left just over It's one of
1: those things where you're going through the first time and you notice it and you're like... Ah, whatever yep. And then you go over it Dozens of times And then finally Right before it's finished <laughs> You're like Well, I better go back And fix that <laughs> That's
0: exactly what it was Because <laughs> you, you don't want to do it It's literally like 15 minutes effort But it just seems like A fucking hassle So you put it off And put it off Maybe, maybe and, It'll be fine And then it just Fucking gets on your nerves And you then you have to Go back oh, and do it
1: It's happened to me many, Many a time
0: Otherwise, I made a pretty fucking mighty video for the Black Sun Cock Contest.
1: Oh, I heard heard you trumping this up on the, <laughs> the Twitter feeds. There,
0: suffice it to say, it was fucking out of hand. <laughs> it was graphic. I'm sure those dudes—they asked for cock. <laughs> Let's just say they got some fucking <laughs> cock. <laughs> it was pretty fucking out there. Care but.
1: to spill any details? Or you wait, wait for them to.
0: I believe react they to it? watched it live. And it as it was happening. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you just had to wait for them boys to get to it. <laughs> I can't vouch for whether what they say is going to be 100% accurate. Okay. <laughs> I want to leave some plausible deniability here <laughs> for what the fuck
1: goes down. But it was a personal challenge. <laughs> a technology awesome. challenge. Is there, is there a prize at stake here? Or just, just the honor? Yeah,
0: I believe one of their sponsors... There's gonna be some gift cards or some mm-hmm. such shit, so probably cost me more for shipping than like that is worth. But really, it was just something to do that didn't involve just
1: me. Another way to get your cock out I, there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll always take that chance. So <laughs> sold my fucking hot rod. Made Whoa! A, made a killing on that bitch, and then I turn around and bought a new one. Oh, new, new rod showing up. It'll be here Tuesday. i fucking bank. I banked twelve grand on the, on the exchange, so it's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. New hot rod and $12,000 in my fucking account.
1: Got your first drunk drive all planned out <laughs> yet?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll be volleyball night. I've been drunk three times this week already. I'm like, I spend more time drunk than sober. Right. And then other than that... Oh, bad. What kind of... What kind of vehicle is this going to be here? It's a 1928 Ford Tudor. Mm. Fucking rat rod. It's pretty fucking badass. I'll show you a pic once we stop here. Yeah, you got
1: to put that on the blog, man.
0: Ooh, snap. Yeah, I can do you that. You have
1: to do a bunch of shit to this when you get it? or
0: No, it's it's cool to go, but I do have a ton of things I want to do to it. so. Mm. I'll probably end up dropping four or five grand, getting it to where I want it. Mm-hmm. But I could just say fuck it and use it as yeah. is. It's not I'm my style
1: though. in to Depticon in this thing.
0: <laughs> well, it's a uh, it's got plenty of space on the inside, unlike the last one, which was pretty fucking cramped in there. But probably guess like four miles of the gallon. Uh yeah, it's got an old Ford small block three fifty one. So. Uh, it's not going to be doing well on mileage, but it, it should be equivalent to the last car, maybe around 11 miles per gallon. <laughs> Picked it up from Kentucky. I was going to go down there and drive it back, but I, after talking to the dude, he's like, man, it's a pretty fucking rough ride. He's like, he's ridden it for an hour or two, and he's he says you're in pain after
1: that. You'll oh, see why when I show you the pics. <laughs> so you, like, went down there and, like, checked it out? How did it...
0: I just did it all online. Through
1: eBay or Craigslist or...
0: Yeah, both. It was posted on both, so I... I made him come down on his price rather significantly. Mm-hmm. And then I just, like, I called call him, asked him a bunch of questions. I'm like, fuck it, dude. I'll take it right now. He's like, "Oh, are you going to buy it? I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> wired him 15 grand. Boom. That <laughs> was that? Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So that's about Oh, Other than that, just to distract myself from doing any modeling, I started remodeling a bathroom. So. <laughs> I really want this house done. It's time to fucking move on. This winter's like last oh, winter. You don't have too
1: many of those bathrooms left.
0: This be the last one. Thank, thank all the gods because <laughs> I'm about worn out with it. And you start doing something and then you realize, like I start doing drywall and then it's like, God damn it, now I got to cut out the drywall around where the fucking water feeds come out and move those fucking water feeds. So you pretty much got to start over. And it's just constant shit like that. So
1: It's like something you notice right away and you're like, it will probably be fine And then you go over it about 15 (laughs) times And it's almost done And you're like Fuck, I gotta cut that out That's exactly
2: (laughs) what it was
0: (laughs) (laughs) It turns out When you're in that moment You should just fucking do it right away Because you'll save yourself time Trouble, stress And all the above
1: Human nature, man It's a (laughs) bitch
0: Yeah What the fuck you been up to, buddy?
1: Well, I'm still waiting on this Arachnarch base I need to put together the big Great unclean one. Cthulhu Beast. Ended up losing the auction. I thought I was gonna win last time. So now I just want another one. Waiting for that guy to show up so I can start doing the posing and then you know, surely it needs a few more tentacles. (laughs) Uh, Other than that, been slapping together the new exalted flamer from the exalted flamer from the burning chariot kit, just putting them on a forty mil. Yeah not gonna put too many flames on them but you know those tentacles i can't speak more highly of these tentacles and what <laughs> they can do for a for a model <laughs> other than that i got the fucking hookup i'm gonna give a shout out to jose brown gas monkey on twitter he sent me 10 of the old high elf plastic archers from mm. the fourth edition box set noise I've been waiting for these guys to continue my dabblings with the high elves. I've been working on the metallics before, like I said. Yeah. And I want to get these archers because they have a lot of, a lot of cloth area, so I can figure out how I want to how I want to do the white, and then see kind of how it looks against the metallics. All right. So, other than that, not too much on the home front.
0: Ah, I got a serious problem. About to happen here for all my free time. It's oh. called Civilization Six.
1: <laughs> oh, it's, it's getting ready to drop, huh?
0: Yeah, late October. Mm. I'm terrified of what's going to happen here.
1: <laughs> I've been waiting for Rome Total War II to come down in price. Yeah, still 59.99.
0: I've looked at it a few times on Steam, and I've damn near clicked the button and added it to my cart, uh. but I've never actually pulled the trigger and bought yeah, it.
1: You gotta wait. This this Black Friday, it's going down. I feel it. <laughs> It'll be like a year since it came out. They have to drop it at least in half. Mm. But that's the only kind of computer game I've been keeping an eye out for.
0: Yeah, they got these discount or these deals. If you pre-order Civ Six, you get some extra map packs and shit. So I've been fighting the urge to pre-order it. But as soon as the shit drops and I didn't get the map packs, I'm going to be fucking pissed. I should just do it now. <laughs> Looked at it 15, 15 times.
2: times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just dragging my fucking feet on everything in my life, it turns out. <laughs> that's a classic Sentry profile. We got foot draggers, foot draggers finger pointers. There's a couple others. But uh, <laughs> that's, see, that's where I picked that up from Sentry. Foot
1: draggers. Yeah. It seems to be the vast majority of my department, I would say. Yeah. There you go. Hmm. All right. Let's fucking jump into email of the week, buddy. Yeah. Hmm. This one's from Philip, dude. Why don't you read it out? <laughs>
0: All right. Philip, CO, just found out they're back in 2014 and 15. They did a season 8 and 9. And the subject of this is Trailer Park Boys Are Back. Holy shit. He says, I thought I was a freak when I randomly found these guys. Then I heard you guys talking about them on the podcast and realized I was not alone. Wanted to share with you in case you hadn't heard. Julian, Ricky, and Bubbles are back. Get your pepperoni. It's time to watch some television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched season eight already. It was pretty fucking awesome.
2: Oh,
1: nice. How many episodes is it? I haven't oh, caught like it 12 yet. or 13. Whoa, nice. I polished
0: her off in like two, three days. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some dude at work was talking about it, and I came home. Yeah, he was talking about it the day before because it popped at, at midnight. So the next day I sat there and watched, like,
1: five of them, and then the next day I just watched the rest. Mm-hmm. Were they the, Was the quality the same as before? Because those guys, like all the actors, bought the rights to this show and, like, wrote it and produced it and directed it themselves.
0: Yeah, I would so say the quality on. was identical if you know like better recording you can tell it's cleaner than some of the original shit but even like the props and the shit that goes on in the background you can tell they got way more money because they built some crazy elaborate mm-hmm. shit Are Corey and trevor back one of them is <laughs> <laughs> one of them yeah fucking Corey. Corey. which one's the dude with the long ponytail not the Skinny, gangly motherfucker, the other one. It's Corey, right? Yeah, I think Yeah, because Trevor was the freaky one. Yeah, so it's Corey's
1: back. alien arms.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's just that <laughs> Corey's back, and he teams up with Phil Collins' son now, uh, he's the yeah, new yeah. fucking Trevor. It's pretty fucking good, though. How's, Lu- how's Lucy holding up? Pretty fucking... She looks pretty fucking rough, dude. <laughs> <laughs> She looked rough before, but she's aged a yeah. bit. The three dudes pretty much look the fucking same. Leahy looks the same. Randy looks the same. There's this new fucking cross-dresser dude that's... Randy's assistant trailer park supervisor.
1: Oh nice, some new blood. <laughs> yeah he's a. What does Randy think about this this new character? Randy wants to bone the dude.
0: Actually he does bone him a lot, but the dude he's a split personality and sometimes he dresses like a woman mm-hmm. and like he thinks he's his dead sister and then he starts banging Randy. It's <laughs> weird. <laughs> 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 Hormageddon there's, there's, was fucking hilarious. There's an episode called Hormageddon fucking I remember there's
1: a season where Randy and Lucy are banging each other yeah and they get together for a while and
0: because I think Randy got her pregnant and then Ricky got all fucking pissed off yeah somebody gets uh, Trinity pregnant in this one cause uh, she's an adult now
1: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's about time for her to pop yeah pop one out
0: yeah new old fucking trailer it's
1: park cycle shit apples don't fall far oh. from the <laughs> shit apple
0: tree <laughs> And they fucking Julian opens a fucking strip club. It's called the Dirty Dancer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's pretty, pretty. J Rock looks fucking pretty rough. Awesome. Cool. He, he aged in a bad way. Well,
1: thanks for the heads up, Philip.
0: Yeah, appreciate the fucking. You
1: cats out there, info. Check out the new season.
0: If you ain't TGD. checked it out yet, you better fucking get on it. Cause it's pretty solid.
1: Yeah. We got a voicemail. Yeah, we fucking do. Let's fucking
3: talk about this motherfucking shit.
1: <laughs> this one's from Q, answering our question, should Wapaca move to a new venue? All right, let's do it.
4: Yeah, this is about the question of the month. Uh, someone who's been to Wapaka two years in a row, back to back, it would be nice if you could get more people in, and I'm sure you'd probably fill another... 20 to 50 seats, but that venue is really, really good and it would be hard to find something of similar quality. If you could do it in a way that kept the hotel close and had the attached bar, I'd say go for it. But a big part of the charm right now is the venue and the easy access to drinks and and, uh, snacks and stuff. So maybe you can get lucky and get another wedding venue in the area on cheap, but uh, and there's certainly towns you could go to, that would be closer to an airport, but as an out of towner, I don't know, uh, I I would be really reluctant to change venue, unless there's a lot of pressure to add 50 more people, um, and of course, you know, the place has got to be willing to tolerate a bunch of drunken men lifting weights and waving mustaches around for an entire weekend, so there is that. Maybe move it to Stevens Point, one of the hotels there, that might work, but uh, there's a lot of charm in that place. Anyhow, that's my two cents. Thanks.
0: All right, so uh, fucking solid point in another vote
1: for not moving. It sounds like. Yeah, I don't know what. It, what's your opinion on this? I guess
0: I talked about it last time. If we if it moves, I'm not even participating anymore. <laughs> I'm not even gonna show up and it get would drunk. Would
1: be within two or three blocks of your house, man. That's where it'd
0: be. Yeah, I guess that's a puss, but Do that doesn't help that... anybody else out. <laughs>
1: Ow! Those fucking cats clawing me. Dickweed. God damn it! That, that looks like an Annie uncharacteristically. Ah!
3: Who's a naughty? You fucking yeah. hurt
1: my leg. Yeah, so do you think the uh, podge venue, what do you... I think it would if work. If there was 150 well, to 200 yeah. drunken hooligans. Pretty sure they'd be
0: calling the fucking cops. <laughs> and I, they might kick you out of there at like midnight or something, too.
1: Yeah, they've been good to us for, for all the Raj podges, though. Yeah, I suppose,
0: because there's weddings and shit going on anyways yeah. there. But, so.
1: The issue is no matter how, how bad a Warhammer crew gets... I think a wedding is always gonna be a lot worse with douchey douchersons.
0: (laughs) When the fucking ties start getting loosened and the shirts get untucked.
3: (laughs) A little loosey goosey, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. What's your thoughts? You thinking of actually
1: moving it? Me and Bear are in serious talks, but we're not ready to make a firm decision until the until ninth edition drops. Okay. We need to know that People are gonna keep playing Warhammer. <laughs> like there's no mass exodus or anything like that. Well, if Ninth Edition drops, let's say November, let me just say,
0: fuck it, and leave pack of the last big Eighth. Hurrah.
1: Um. Yeah. I don't know. We'd have to come to that. Uh, I don't foresee Ninth Edition coming with the Nagash and the End Times. There's probably gonna be probably two or three more of those End Times books. I would say. Yeah. So, but maybe. Maybe sometime. Hopefully next year, ninth edition, and hopefully earlier in the year. Because if it wasn't announced till late, you know we wouldn't be able to move it. We'd already be locked in for another year at the ale house. Getting a whole bunch of tables done would be, you know, that'd be something where we need a year's notice. Yeah. In order to do that. So.
0: So if it does move, it's a ways out. Yeah.
1: Probably not next year. Depending on when Ninth Edition is Meaning, released, not 2015
0: probably, or not 2016.
1: Probably 2016 would be be at the house as well. looking okay. at 2017. Yeah, for a realistic possible move date. But all right, yeah. Well, thanks for writing in or calling in.
0: Yeah, he will get a priceless, priceless free entry. Free
1: entry. <laughs> yeah, no, that gets some uh, participation point as well. Since nice he's a registered player. Badass. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Let's fucking get on to Audiobook book of the Week. What do you got? Yeah, this one. late on us. been listening to an audiobook. Back on the audiobook train here. Uh-huh. Listen to The Long Earth by Terry Pratchett and Stephen Baxter. I see. Yeah. Have you heard of this one? No. This is actually uh, one of the Legends recommendations, and I checked it out, and I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. the plot of it is all of a sudden people are able to step into like alternate dimensions where you can step into a alternate earth and then there's unlimited earths and each of them are slightly different and like the further away from this dimension you get like the weirder the earth gets and like you can get to so like the animals are slightly different and it's the gist of the story is like an explorer's tale as they explore these these strange worlds and try to see, you know, they're exploring like millions of these worlds, trying to see if they end or what the hell's out there. Okay. So I really liked it as an explorer's type tale. And overall, it's a really upbeat story, and it's pretty positive throughout, which was... I don't know. It was a real nice change of pace from what I've been listening to and reading a lot lately, which is, like, gritty kind of fantasy and sci-fi. Like, there's not really any fighting or anything going on in this one, so it was a refreshing change of pace. (laughs) The audio quality was good. It was read by Michael Fenton Stevens, who—I think he's British— So then, like, when he does an American accent, it sounds kind of like the main character sounded like John Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) Like fucking Wayne Kemp doing a cowboy. (laughs) Howdy, (laughs) y'all. Yeah. But it's over 11 hours. Really good story, especially if you've been slogging through, like, traditional kind of war stories and stuff like that. It is part of a series, and I did listen to the second one. And the second one is actually a pretty big snoozer, so I can't (laughs) recommend that. But the first book is really good. I kind of like explorer-type stories. And this one has an artificial intelligence in it. I don't know. Any book with a sassy AI unit, I'm generally a fan of. The Moon Moon is a Harsh Mistress, also another good one, with a clever AI. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Supercomputers, man. I just feel like a connection, you know? I see. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. What have you been... Reading right well, or listening to. I'm
0: still reading Turtle Doves, World War. I'm almost done, so we'll talk about that next is time that when like I finish her up. One one book or a series that you're going through? It is a trilogy, and then there's another offshoot book after that. So are you at the end of this trilogy or just the first book? The first book. Okay. It's my first foray into e-readers, too. But when I finish it, I'll talk about all that stuff. So I did finish an audio book since I've been doing... Modeling again. Excellent. Finished up fucking Dune 5, man. Heretics of Dune. <laughs> Pretty fucking awesome, dude. It's a little slower than the previous ones. It's more thinky, but I liked it a lot. Solid 1500 years after the death of fucking God Emperor Lado. People are coming back from the scattering. Mm. Shit is going down, dude. So this is
1: like... <laughs> Five thousand years after the first book, then
0: or yes, the that would be accurate. Thousands of years later. No, it is five thousand because Lado reigned for thirty-five hundred years, <laughs> and then this takes place fifteen hundred years after that dude died, and it's pretty fucking cool. I don't know, anybody that's familiar with it will know. At the end of this one, Arrakis, which is Dune, gets destroyed.
1: Oh no, the spice man.
0: Yeah, the for, worms.
1: Fortunately, the fucking. They escape to the realm where Beetlejuice lives. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, nah, the sisters, at the end, capture one worm and get it off planet. Oh, oh, nice. And by then, they know the inside secret. Their, inside their vaginas. Inside their uterus. That's <laughs> nah, pretty massive. <laughs> <laughs> they got a null ship, dude. A fucking oh, null no. ship. But either way, it was really good. And at the hey, end, I, tag. I've tag.
1: seen some... Uh, not to digress here, but we will. <laughs> what do you think about it? I've, I've read pages where people compare Warhammer 40K and the Dune universe, mm. and they pick up on all these similarities between, like, the Emperor and Leto and, like, warp travel and stuff. Uh, Is it similar at all? They don't really
0: get into warp travel or any of that. and You know, most of Dune doesn't take place in space it takes place mm-hmm. planet bound and most people are fucking poor schlubs and there's really no technology amongst them they're still using horse carts and shit mm-hmm. once in a while you'll get a rich person with a really badass crazy hover car or something but for the most part i don't see that
1: okay continue
0: oh uh, no i totally lost my whole train <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, at the end uh tag the bashar turns into this really badass motherfucker those scenes are cool it's, fucking, it's well worth getting to that point just because Teg turns into a pretty badass motherfucker.
1: Okay. But yeah, there's I recommend book, it. Then, too? Is
0: yeah, there's it? one more. And I'm debating on purchasing it on audiobook. And then I was digging through my audiobooks, and I have probably 100 audiobooks sitting there. And I really want to listen to the new Dresden, so that's what I'm going to do next. Mm, excellent.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm actually... I've been keeping a list of Checking every, twice. every <laughs> audiobook... I've listened to because many years ago a friend of mine, old Andy Osborne, commented that he had listened to two hundred audiobooks while he was at work. So I'm like, hmm I wonder how many audiobooks I've listened to. And it was actually wasn't that many, but I'm approaching I'm on my one hundred and ninety third audio book that I've listened to. Holy shit. And I'm going to, when I get to 200, I'm going to post it on the blog. Every one of them? Yeah, because I've kept a list of every audiobook I've listened to. This has started probably in 2007, was the first time I started listening to audiobooks. All right. And, yeah, so if you ever need book suggestions, once that's up there, it'll be kind of an interesting read. I'm thinking about talking about the different eras, because I know the books I've. I've read while painting armies, I'm like, oh, yeah, those are all when I was painting the Dogs of War. Those are all when I was painting the Wild Skaven, or those are all when I was working on the Wood Owls. (laughs) Harkening back. It's like, yeah. Like, it's kind of jumps and spurts, where I listen to, like, 10 or 15 in, like, a month or two month period and then i'll go for three or four or six months or a year just listening to one or two mm. you got the dates when you have started when no, you finished unfortunately or? i don't uh, like i just started adding them <laughs> in like the last 15 or 16 or so yeah Okay. So.
0: Yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah,
1: it'll be a fun list to put up for sure. Looking forward to that.
0: Then, a related note, I had all my calendars from all my Warhammer work over the last couple of years, and I just threw it all away. <laughs> I didn't even want what to keep mean? it around. Like, this is the. Mo- like the digital? A printout of calendars with boxes, oh, and every day how much time and what I worked tabulations. on.
1: tabulations. Yeah. Did you ever crunch the numbers on him?
0: Yeah, I did. I think I talked about him several episodes back. Yeah,
1: I mean, if you got the data.
0: It was pretty significant, and in the end, I decided I just didn't want that reminder around. <laughs> <laughs> found it not encouraging to work on anything. I just <sighs> pissed my whole life away on this stuff. What's wrong with me? Yeah, so, just got rid of it all. You're
1: not going to piss it away on models. You're going to piss it away on something else. Motherfucking Civ 5, dog! <laughs> yeah. You play, like, uh, Civ 5, you'll have all these sweet save files to show for it. <laughs> <laughs> all these games where you're about to win. <laughs> Or you're just kicking ass. Yeah. Or,
0: or
2: you,
1: a couple where you're getting your ass kicked and you just don't feel like playing anymore.
0: I never really play too long once that starts happening. If I got some good shit going and someone takes one of my cities, I just shit can the whole game and start over. Well, I can't win, then. <laughs> this fucking pisses me off, man. <laughs> that game's pretty difficult relative to Civ four because in Civ four it's pretty easy to tech through everything and just get the future tech. In Civ five is fucking really hard. To so fucking get through all the techs and actually start hitting future tech, it's pretty, pretty, uh.
1: Well, so, weird. like, Civ 6, is that gonna. Because wasn't 6, Civ 5 controversial? Like, people didn't like it as much as Civ 4?
0: I think at first, yeah, and I was the same way. But once you start playing it, you realize that the hex system's way fucking cooler than the square system. Mm-hmm. And then you just get used to the technology and the fact that you can't stack units. Which, given the fucking grid system, you don't really need to. You couldn't do a square system. You couldn't sack a city if you can only get fucking you know three four dudes next to it. You'd just be fucked. So,
1: mm-hmm. so it- like Civ 6 is gonna be
2: very Civ similar five. to Civ you're 5 back to four.
0: but it's off planet so you know one of the victory options in Civ 5 is always you fucking go to Alpha Centauri in a spaceship so then Civ 6 is you're going to fucking You Arrakis, just landed dude. on a new planet. You're going to a yeah, You go to fucking Dune-like planets, dude. And you got there's even these big things Katowin. that look like fucking sandworms, man.
1: Yeah, the fucking beetlejuice crawlers man.
0: <laughs> Either way, I'm stoked I do. I do really enjoy the historical aspect of it, and a lot of people were saying, "Good, it's finally we can get away from this historical thing where we start with real world people." I'm like, dude, that's part of what I like about the fucking game. You I dick fucking dude. hate the world, man. <laughs> They're bitching about the fact how you always start with a caveman with a club. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you always name yours, uh-huh. Sam Lasca.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> let's fucking move on, buddy. All right. All right. We got my fucking pick of the god damn month what's going on here i just picked up the cd week and a half back it's brand new just came out it's called shovels and rope and this tune is called the devil is all around it's fucking cool they're a kind of a folk act it's a duet mm. also some of the songs on a cd are like a blues influence a creole influence some other old style like ragtime tunes pretty fucking good cd and this is the opening track like i said it's called the devil is all around it's four minutes and two seconds if you'd like to skip it when
3: the devil is all around got you crawling on the ground on your hands and your knees with an apple in your mouth you will know I got wasted, and I sat around the fire all day, see if I could find someone to make love to. And I barely even noticed how the fibers did. Nobody knows it like you do, baby
0: Those dudes are getting to be my favorite pretty fucking fast here, so Excellent stuff. Yeah, let's fucking talk about Warhammer history, my friend.
1: Oh you're you're up, man. I got a real what, fucking gem
0: what kind here. Of, yeah. And this was brought back to me by some of the video editing I did for the Black Sun Boys. Mm-hmm. So Point Hammered goes to England. <laughs> It's like two years (laughs) back, but it's probably one of my most memorable things that have gone down in the hobby. Certainly one of the most enjoyable and expensive.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'll second that.
0: What a fucking blast. Every once in a while, I just peruse all those pictures I got. There's fucking hundreds of them, and videos, which I've never really done anything with for the public. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what kind of videos were you
1: taking? Uh, I got hotel videos of us drinking. I was was either passed out, drunk off my ass, (laughs) Or playing Warhammer for most of this, so yeah. I don't even
0: know. There's videos of Diesel fighting in the street and <laughs> right. running in the street and thrashing a construction site. <laughs> There's just a lot of random interest. There's videos just walking down the street, wasted, talking to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fucking brings you back i'm glad i took the videos uh, yeah. i wish i now i got a fucking gopro so next time i'll just have a head camera on the whole fucking time
1: nice <laughs> what does it look like is it like a miner's hat with like a pretty much yeah with a camera with a a camera the front like... yeah
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so nice. do they make those for dicks too
0: well i've seen some porn on xnxx.com oh. Which is pretty much that. So, yeah, they <laughs> must.
1: could <laughs> probably, a smart guy like you, I'm sure
0: he could rig something up. I'm sure. Just take the GoPro and fucking strap her on.
1: <laughs> oh, that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> Some real in-depth tournament coverage, like 36 hours of straight coverage. And just you could just live stream it. Post them all to YouTube, like, here's my experience. <laughs>
0: This is what happened. Here's me taking a shit for 10 minutes, browsing yeah, it's Facebook. Just,
1: it's just a live stream of everything that <laughs> well, you could
0: sleep get, in. You could get some kind of smell-o-vision where it captures the scents in the air. Mm-hmm. So every time I fart, the viewer gets a whiff. <laughs> that yeah. would be awesome.
1: <laughs> Sadly, it seems like the smell-o-vision just isn't a high priority among the scientists mm-hmm. of the world. Yeah, it turns out. They do that at like Noah's Ark, some of the big amusement
0: parks where they spray with water and they shoot out little like fruit scents when you're in like the <laughs> strawberry fields and shit. You never done that? <laughs> no. Uh, no. Never heard of that. that shit, yeah, there's a whole theater full of that shit. Mhm. Like it's a 3D thing and then like a big fucking wave crash in and then water shoots out of the seat in front of you and fucking gets you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: Got to get out, bro. Where the wonders never cease. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, back to fucking England. What a yeah. blast, dude. They might, one of my favorite things, I think, was fucking Stonehenge. I got a lot of awesome pictures of that, including that stinky pair of panties that was on the ground when we were there. Mm, yeah. Should have brought those home with me. I don't know why I didn't. Yeah. You could be wearing them right now, man. <laughs> I could. Instead, I had to just go to Coles and buy my own, <laughs> <laughs> which is what I'm wearing right oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to get back there someday? Well, because I sold my car, I got about three grand saved up for a vacation mm. right now.
1: Got it earmarked, dude That's close What did it cost last time? I think it was around 3k Yeah, I think once everything was contabulated in I wouldn't mind
0: planning a trip out to fucking Down Under Mm. We're going to the land Down Under (laughs) (laughs) I think that'd be a fucking hoot Yeah Mm. Show those Aussie boys how it's fucking
1: done Oh, okay. I can work some out. I've got some assets, but they're not liquid. <laughs> yeah, you got them all. I got them tied up. Stocks. Tied up. My portfolio, John. Tied up in third world business adventure <laughs> <Yeah>. adventures. <laughs> I need my tumbo to sell off his the rest of his stock so he can pay me back. I'll be good to go. That fucking gay. Anyways,
0: yeah, yeah, either way, England, what a hoot. If yeah. so you're a fucking American boy and you ain't done the England thing yet, I highly recommend it.
1: Yeah, definitely. It was a whole nother Warhammer experience.
0: Blog post of the month, dude. What do you
1: got? Yeah, this one, we're going to GMM Studios, dude. No Brandon shit. Palmer. Yeah. In particular, he's got these particular blog posts I always get a kick out of. He calls them showcase showdowns. <laughs> and he's got these huge... 40k terrain setups. Yeah, I've seen with, some like of these ruined buildings and like the bridges and the crazy ramps and
0: shit. Detailed shit.
1: Yeah, and then he'll set up two of the armies that he's painted and like add in like little explosions and like little uh, smoke effects and stuff like that. Yeah. And set up these battles just like just like basically the only time you ever seen this before is in White Dwarf. So it's super cool to see just like a fan art, like husband. yeah, like a fan version of it that is equal to, if not better, mm-hmm. than the white dwarf stuff. Sure. So they're uh, called showcase showdowns. we will have a link on the show notes to all of these, but these are pretty awesome to to look through. Uh, the guy's an animal. He's a painting machine. That's
0: what he does for a living, bro.
1: Yeah. Maybe you, should, uh, maybe you should do it for a living, John.
0: Well, I'm right about the quit century now that I got... Well, I had 50 grand, 51 grand in the bank. Mm-hmm. And I just think about just walking out one day. <laughs> then I dropped 20 of it on a car and some pretty crazy fucking photography equipment, which we'll get to when we
1: talk about PACA here in a bit. So, like, have you, have you been planning this, this leaving extensively? Because in my mind, I'm picturing... You popping popping your shirt off, getting an old-school boombox, <laughs> jamming, Twisted Sister, we're not going to take it, as you walk around the building. Kick my boss a- through a fucking cubicle wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as you walk around the building, getting... A- Ripped up jeans. <laughs> yeah. We're talking everything here. Wow. That's what I... That's what I'm picturing here. Have you given this some thought? Not really.
0: I figure one day I just won't show up and I'll see what happens. (laughs) See how long they keep paying me.
1: And then you just won't show up the day after that? Yeah, I just won't ever show up again. (laughs) The day after that?
0: I I do have a realtor's license. I did have an interview at Coldwell Banker, which is only a few blocks from my house here, and I fucking nailed it. So I got the job if I want it. Mm-hmm problem is you got to really get you. Fuck, you can't just dip your toes in the water no. and start making money you got to fucking
1: you got to get the whole shaft and dive there. head first <laughs> <laughs> you're so, risking some serious shrinkage at first until you're yeah trapped.
0: that's just it but they tell you you need six months worth of salary when you first become a realtor six months worth of expenses covered which i have like a year and a half worth so i could fucking definitely do okay. it
1: yeah i had a friend who got into that and he was working at McDonald's originally <laughs> yeah. trying to make ends meet, and then he got into the, the realty business, and then he said for the first six months he was making less than he was making at McDonald's. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> I got a couple other ideas too, though. I got the camera equipment. I've dropped now $5,000 on equipment mm-hmm. for doing these like virtual tours for realtors, and you can charge a pretty good amount for these things. It's got to get your name out there. And I got a connection that'll get my name out there. So I got that shit squared away.
2: hmm
0: And a couple other little ideas, too. You know, wow. like bank robbery and shit.
2: Yeah?
0: <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, man. Some serious consideration. I fucking hate my job right now, and I've hated it for like two years. So well, I think sounds we're- Sounds like <laughs> you
1: got to make a move. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this would be cool.
0: Yeah, you know, I think the number one thing is I just want to work like twenty hours a week. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to work all day every day. I probably wouldn't do shit but play more Civ Five and beat off, but mm-hmm. it's better than fucking sitting in the office listening to them. I told weeds.
1: my boss many times I would prefer just working one straight forty-hour shift <laughs> if they would let me. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow That'd be pretty solid. just. They frown upon that. They frown upon it. That's some bullshit. I mean, think about the efficiencies, man. <laughs> <laughs> Once like you've been doing something for thirty-nine previous hours, <laughs> and that fortieth hour, you are going to be lightning fast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I'd do that too, man. Those two days, you're good for another fucking,
1: fucking week, two weeks. Uh, be solid. Uh. If you're looking for an employee and you're willing to let him work 40 straight hours. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dealing with some During car period,
0: uh, Might be your man. <laughs> These dudes that ship cars. I was talking to like the head bro in charge over there, and he's like... It's an 11-hour drive, and they're going to pick it up on Monday. Like, and he's like, yeah, you should have it Monday later on in the day. I'm like, dude, you know it's an 11-hour drive. He's like, oh, shit. Well, my drivers, they can't go more than five hours a day on the road. Yeah. I'm like, motherfucker.
5: <laughs> 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 so, uh,
2: there's
0: rules, bro. you got to fucking be a part of the system, man.
1: hmm Fuck it, we're going off the grid.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, that, you just sparked a tangent in my brain, but I'll let it go for now. All Talk right. about it later. <laughs> so anyways. Yeah. Moving along. All right, we got podcast, TV show, other games, or movie of the week. So I got a new fucking obsession,
1: bro. What, what are we talking here? His name His. is Neil
0: deGrasse Tyson. Oh. I fucking love this man. You firing up the cosmos? I fucking. Dude. Is that what's going on? I spent a week sitting on my couch watching Cosmos, followed by Inexplicable Universe. Mm. And they're both.
1: What's the latter one? I haven't heard of that.
0: He just sits there, almost the same, but he doesn't necessarily stick to cosmos related shit. Really fucking awesome, dude.
1: Mm. Highly recommend the book Where did you watch that Inexplicable Universe? Netflizzle Netflizzle Okay, <laughs> Check that out Yeah Really yeah, fucking good Yeah I love good.
0: Cosmos I fucking like Neil deGrasse Tyson I might get a Neil deGrasse Tyson Tattoo dude Just nice. a portrait of him Really big on my back Would <laughs> be. The dude's a fucking genius He's an astrophysicist <laughs> And he, f- he knows how to sit and talk to people, man. He's a real genuine dude. You I fucking what? like I this bet guy. he's one
1: hell of a Warhammer player. <laughs> probably, dude. Could probably pick it up just like that. He's
0: my current number one celebrity I'd like to meet. so. <laughs> mm, interesting. Yeah. Come on, dickweed, knock it off. Fucking cat. Goddamn naughty. Who's a naughty? Hey! You fucking naughty animals. Anyway, yeah. Get on some of that fucking shit, dude. If you haven't watched Cosmos and you're any kind of science nerd, fucking watch it. And then you will just get sucked into Inexplicable Universe as well. So, Mm -hmm. goddamn is it good. I'm thinking about watching it again, actually. So, can't get enough, dude. (laughs)
1: Probably got to watch it eight or nine times before you finally soak in all the info. Yeah, a lot of
0: details about scientists and shit that's gone down and Mm -hmm. uh, snarks, up snarks and down snarks and fucking electrons and protons.
1: Is being the hall of extinction oh, you know, yeah. multiple times. Yeah.
0: There's that corridor with no name on it, bro. It's, got, it's going to be us, man. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: Anyway, let's talk about the fucking. Why? Oh, you got some shit? Yeah, if anyone was wondering why my hobby time seemed a little sparse. This better not
0: be that ninja bullshit again.
1: No, man, I picked up. So, picked up off eBay. Uh, Nintendo Wii mm. Loaded with Emulator software So Currently I just completed Fucking Final Fantasy 2 Man <laughs> <laughs> I think I got that On my emulator Yeah Some of I've You know Dabbled with emulators Before but Never really got into them Cause Some of Using the keyboard Just feels kind of Like you're dope
0: Yeah You gotta get a USB Controller But then
1: be. Yeah Playing it on In front of the television Sitting on the couch I never played Final Fantasy 2. No shit. <laughs> yeah, I played FF3. Mm-hmm. And Final Fantasy 1. Never got into 2. So that's the one with Cecil and the Red Wings, the airships, you go to the moon, you go underground. Mm. It's really interesting. You could see the evolution and how how eventually they got to Final Fantasy 3. <laughs> it's fucking good game like at times. Get your ass beat, stuff like that. It's and a lot of characters die, a lot of characters come back. Pretty good story as far as that goes. <laughs>
0: Is that a spoiler alert? <laughs> That's uh, some 30-year-old shit?
1: <laughs> yeah, something, something about the nostalgia. but Yeah, I so, uh, w- wouldn't recommend picking up a Wii with all the emulators. unless <laughs> Definitely if you have any pressing hobby projects, I would recommend against this, but... If you're in a hobby lull, like myself, <laughs> have you, you can piss away 20 hours? Have you seen that? You can you download any game? Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> you kind of put it on like a SD card and stick it in there.
0: No, I, you got to get Gem Fire. You ever play Gem Fire, dude? Yeah, fucking love. It's one of my if all-time got Gemfire, favorite games. You come over to
1: my house. We'll play.
0: Yeah, I still got it for the
1: NES or SNES, and yeah, it still there's, works. There's NES versions and there's SNES. Yeah, I even got a Sega on there, dude. Sega, Sega. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. When you fire it up, it goes, Sega.
0: You got to do Master of Monsters, man. That was the ultimate fucking Genesis game, if you got that. Mm-hmm. Which one is that? Oh, it's pretty cool. You're just a wizard, and there's a bunch of other wizards on the on the board. It's this huge, like, hex map. Mm-hmm. And then you summon monsters and send them off to fight their monsters and kill the wizards.
1: Oh, sounds cool. I'm and looking the, for... The,
0: the more your wizards fight, or your monsters fight, they evolve, they get tougher and go up levels. It's pretty fucking badass,
1: dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a slew of old role-playing and kind of strategy-type games like that. Yeah. That are still pretty fun. And when I was a little shit rat, we never really had... Got the Nintendo right at the tail end, mm. and then when we got a Super Nintendo, we could only get the games. So my stepdad wanted to play, <laughs> which was Championship Pool and <sighs> Hal's Hole in One Golf. Fucking old guy. Those games. were the two <laughs> Super Nintendo games that we had <laughs> growing up. Even today, those don't sound
0: at all fun, <laughs> dude. <laughs>
1: No. <laughs> oh, definitely. back. Yeah, yeah, that's some bullshit right there.
0: Definitely check out Master of Monsters. It gets pretty tough. I never actually beat that fucking game. Okay. Def, depending on which wizard you are, you fucking summon different kinds of monsters. Now you're making me want to go fucking get my emulator sparked up again. <laughs> Son
1: of a yeah, bitch. It's a fucking dangerous game. I'll try to. You know, I don't know. You need some fail safes in place or something.
0: Yeah, that's been my strategy for Civ lately, too. you got to come up with, all right, I'm going to say I'm going to quit at 7.30, but I know that's never going to happen. <laughs> so you fucking, But you come up with you a couple things. You go through
1: 15 times, 15 failed.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then it's like 8.30, and you, you like leave your unfolded laundry sitting there or something and start folding it while you're playing so at least you feel like you're still accomplishing something real.
1: <laughs> You've gotten to the point where you're only eating frozen pizzas no. to limit your... Time And you're just eating it directly from the cardboard? <laughs> no, to but... maximize your playtime?
0: I generally sit there and drink four or five screwdrivers and just get hammered and vaporize myself <laughs> into a fucking oblivion while I'm playing it. So by like 3 a.m., I'm just as drunk or drunker than I would have been had I gone out to the bar all night and, and I've drank $40 in vodka. <laughs> it's pretty much like going out, except I don't risk the DUI. Mm. Sounds like you got it figured out, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like it, but <laughs> 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 this is pissing my life away and dumb shit here. Yeah. All right. Moving along. Let's talk about Mary fucking Mayhem, dude. Yeah. Kind of an odd fucking weekend this year, November 22nd. Mm, yeah. There's a scandal There's... here, too. Have you heard? No. What's the scandal? That is opening weekend for hunting.
2: Oh. So a lot of bros are opting out
0: on Mayhem. I was giving Butcher some grief.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: texted him, like, no, text him like, "Bro, no." I texted him like, "You signed up yet or what?" And he's like, "No, man, that's opening hunting season." Mm. And then I just responded with, "Fucking guy, homo." <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he responds, "Typical butcher, really? <laughs> 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 really?" And then he's like, "Dude, I'm gonna shoot guns and drink beer." i like He got all serious on me I'm like bro I was just fucking with you I don't care if you go or not dude But I mean, uh, he, Him and I We've been fucking Mary Mayhem Bros Last year and Fucking making that shit happen Yeah You gonna get in on that or what?
1: Yeah I guess so I, uh, Is Thanksgiving Is that like a couple Two days after Thanksgiving Or the day of what? I haven't thought about it until now I think Thanksgiving
0: Must be The weekend after that I fucking hope so
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If it is Thanksgiving I might have to bail Even though I already Fucking paid Cause I'll be in Illinois I'm mm-hmm. gonna be in Fucking Wisconsin Go home and see The fucking family A couple times a year anyway <laughs> Yeah Yeah I'll go with you.
1: Fucking Dow, Sign my ass up Alright 2000 points Yeah I'm gonna bring a oh, I don't know What I'm gonna bring We I still your... have yet To take out a full uh-huh. 2000 point Woody list Oh Nice Yeah that'd be fun I, I still
0: a gotta submit stuff. list For fucking North Star And Screw City yeah. here
1: well, when's Screw City? When's it due? Yeah. A couple weeks, end of yeah. September. North Star is October 10th, so there's some time there.
0: Yeah, Screw City is the tricky one, because I think i got to go back to Beastman because it's mm-hmm. fucking 3K, which I don't want to do. <laughs>
1: you got it all figured out, man. Got the Jabber, right?
0: My Jabba Sloth, yeah. <laughs> the fucking Jabba... Yeah, we'll see. I got some good ideas, though. I, I had a practice list and I played it a few times, but I didn't like some things about it. So I got that list printed out sitting on my desk at work. I just been needing to tweak it for like a month and a half and I ain't done it.
1: Fucking <laughs> <laughs> laziness. Yeah, I should just submit my North Star list. I uh, don't foresee myself changing it.
0: Yeah, if you know what it is, you should, because otherwise we're both gonna be late. <laughs> In true point hammered fashion. Okay.
1: Yeah, if you want the details on Mary Mayhem, check out the show notes. We'll have a link to yeah. the juicy site. Mary Dash Mayhem Glory Details dot com. All right, man, let's get on the fucking topic
0: of the whistle.
1: Yeah. It's another Wapaka Fireside Chat, my man. (laughs) We've got the rules out on the Wapaka website, finally.
0: Well, they will be when I put them there.
1: (laughs) Which Uh, will be
0: by the time this cast goes up. Yeah, hopefully.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so the rules for Wapaka 2015. They're the same, right? I don't see why you would have changed them. (laughs) Well, at the end of last year, I knew... Knew they kind of needed a reboot, needed a change of some kind. A lot of the scenarios had been used for multiple years and just kind of tweaked. So a lot of the stuff has just been tweaked from year to year. You dropping the man of intrigue? No, the man of intrigue will always stay. Okay. But, yeah, so usually what I've done it done in past years is within two weeks of Wapaka ending, I already pretty much have the rule pack set for the next year. And then, when the time comes, like in July and August, to release it, I just kind of go over it again. Because the best thing to do as a TO is to give yourself some time in between when you write the rules and before you release them just to go over and double check things. Sure. Because you kind of get a fresh set of eyes on it. And I didn't do that this year because I figured that ninth edition would be hitting in July. Yeah. And. By the time that rolled around, I'm like, huh, well, I guess we're going to have to come up with something. But in June, I was painting 40, 50 hours a week, getting ready for a Quake City Rumble. Yeah. And we finally got to Quake City Rumble. <laughs> and then the week after QCR... Within three days was Rajpodge, so I was getting everything in order for that. And then the week after Rajpodge, we had a wedding trip to Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. And then by the time we were done with that, it was about three or four days before the registration date started. <laughs> so, so that's why we kind of went into registration before the rules were, were finalized. Yeah, and then but. You know, I knew people would show up regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of targeted a few different things for for getting updated here at PACA. So I didn't know. You know, I knew Nagash was on the horizon. I wasn't entirely sure what was going to happen with that. So I didn't know if that was going to be a campaign book or what it was exactly. So I wanted to do um, kind of a reboot of the Fortitude in particular the man of intrigue and kind of rework those and then try to just keep the scenarios of a little more simpler this year okay so for the fortitude this was something i've been thinking about actually a couple years and that for a lot of tournaments use fortitude and you know it's an accepted basis for tournaments scenarios and stuff like that. But everything is based off two sentences in a little blurb in one scenario, <laughs> deep, deep, deep,
2: in the, BRB. in the middle
1: of the BRB. That, and it doesn't really... It's not really tied in with anything. Yeah. And it's kind of like an afterthought. So I sat down and I kind of thought, well, if we had to make fortitude from scratch, kind of how would I do it? Because based off those two sentences, you know, a lot of... You know, just depending on what army you play, you could get fortitude really easy. It's not an issue at all. Or you can get mobile fortitude really easy, like if you have some cheap, fast cav. Yeah. Wolf rider, stuff like that. And then some armies, you know, your core choices are slow, crap. You got to take big units. They're kind of pathetic. So I kind of, you know, compare like VC where you're kind of just stuck taking ghouls or wolves or maybe a few zombie units. and So you can't really take any fortitude there. But then something like ogres, where you could take five or six units of little knoblars with a banner and you're completely covered for fortitude. So I kind of tried to come up with a consistent way that you could apply it across multiple armies. And you know, some armies it still in the end, benefit more than others. But um, so why don't you read out these fortitude rules? All right.
0: So I'll just start here at the top of the fortitude section. Yeah, go ahead, read Fucking Raj here, digging into his little game design <laughs> skills. <laughs> <laughs> New fun with fortitude. He trademarked that shit. Rules addendum number one. The following rules replace the fortitude paragraph on page 148 of the Warhammer Rowbook. Only units costing at least 100 points may generate positive fortitude. This includes generals, BSBs, normal units of models containing a standard, and all the following nonsense. Units with a starting cost of ninety-nine points or less never generate fortitude. Okay, so that'll cover the Nabos.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the small units, fast cab unit units. Fast cab. You have to kind of have to think a little harder about what you want to do and your goals and your list and whether it's worth it or not, and then just for the. Armies with access to cheap cheap lords and heroes, uh, they'll have to bulk them out.
0: Mm, yeah, see that. I think not really a problem for beastmen because the fucking beast banner itself
1: is like seventy five points. Mm-hmm. Seven. <laughs> yeah, for most armies it shouldn't be an issue. But just as a flat flat rule. So what you're doing sense. here
0: is discouraging standards in small units and encouraging bigger units with standards.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just taking out the smaller dicky units is mm-hmm. an option.
0: All right. Next, the following unit generates 2 positive fortitude points giants of any kind. El gigante. John. But only when standing, a fallen giant temporarily generates 0 yeah. fortitude.
1: <laughs> I couldn't resist putting that. That's that a fucking kind of unnecessary, but it's a real double-edged sword. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it in there. He's standing, he falls over, he
0: lost the game. He gets back up, he's back in the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, why don't you keep going? The following units generate one positive fortitude point. Army general, battle standard bearer, standard bearers, champions in any core unit, but only if that unit does not have access to a standard, monsters that do not have a ward save or regeneration, including ridden monsters... Monsters mm. gaining a war save or regen during the battle cease to generate fortitude while either of those rules are in effect. Yeah. This actually. makes some of those Zinch spells pretty shitty, because you could fuck over your opponent's fortitude. Well, it makes them good. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, uh, pretty shitty to play against. I don't,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't have those spells, so it's pretty shitty for me. Okay. <laughs> well, there's actually like, quite a o- few... Yeah, like I think the Lizardman can get ward saves for all their monsters mm-hmm. with like a little bubble thingy, and like the Tomb Kings can do that. So that was just a question that had to be addressed. Um, yeah, so the general he's down to one point just because at two thousand points, if I feel like there needs to be more than the general left for because yeah, to be in the game still. Yeah, I mean because the general if a general sees he's. Down, he lost all his banners and everything. He's keeping the game He's alive. Probably not going to stick around. Head for the fucking hills, hide in a corner. Mm-hmm. And then, the, so the monsters with no regeneration or ward save—that's the little little nugget I took from Tim Fisher's rule pack, where he had a well, he he gave him—I think he gave him a scaly skin or some kind of other bonuses in his pack. But yeah, I thought that. Yeah, any monster without regen or Award save you don't really see that often. No, so you really. If you don't. want to mix things up, um, giving a bonus to those kind of monsters. What might get them back in the game? And then with the giants, well, everybody knows they're pretty shitty. So if you do take a giant, <laughs> why the hell not? And um, rules addendum number two for the tournament is anybody can take a giant if they want. <laughs> nice. Why the hell not? <laughs> Um,
0: do you have stats and points for a standard giant? Yep. Okay.
1: I, we, just, we just got like a, we'll have a P- PDF Arcanum. copy of the giant okay. from the old white dwarf Sure, that I ended up scanning. So, okay. those will be on the site. But then the thing with the big guys, encouraging big guys like mm. giants and those monsters without ward saves or regen, you can't really just do that. Because when you're encouraging those things, you're also encouraging the things that'll kill them quite easily, (laughs) which would mainly be the fucking cannons. So this is the one thing that everybody immediately latched onto and lost their shit. But really, um, I'm not trying to... Well, why don't you... Continue here? (laughs) Yeah, why don't you continue, and then I'll get my thoughts. Okay,
0: the following units generate one negative fortitude point, a cannon for dwarves or a great cannon for empire and special characters. So here you're trying to mitigate the cannon usage.
1: Yeah. So basically um, I don't want to see any less cannons than we saw at last year's. Wattaca. Yeah. It's just, if you're encouraging the monsters, you, you can't, yeah, it has to be a two-pronged approach here. <laughs> you have to yeah. encourage the monsters to begin with, and then you have to dissuade the cannons, or else <laughs> the cannons will be ubiquitous if you know everybody's yeah. going to be bringing monsters. So really, I would just like to see the same number of cannons <laughs> and maybe a few more monsters, and I would be happy. Okay. Just to mix things up, Hero <laughs> a And then if you want to continue.
0: All right. The following units generate... Two negative fortitude points, iron blasters, skull cannons, and steam tanks, picking on the fucking Empire again there. <laughs> and also Epidemus oh Epidemius, Throg, Teto Echo, Marathi, and any special characters, five hundred points or more. Mm-hmm. Is that even possible in a two K list? Oh, we'll get into that a little later. Okay. I do like the thrashing of Marathi here. High five for that shit, because based on how she raped me, the hands of Andrew Ratman's Marathi model. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, that's a side note.
1: Yeah, so for the the two-point deduction for those cannons... I thought just a one-point hit for those. Most of those would still be a no-brainer on whether to include them or not. Yeah. So putting them to a two-fortitude hit makes them think really hard whether you want to include them or not, Yeah. knowing that there'll probably be more monsters than there were last year. Mm -hmm. So in the end, hoping to see just the same number of cannons overall. For the special characters, that... I'm really just trying to mix it up because those There's four specifically that... named characters yeah. are the four most popular by far. Yep. So I want players to kind of think about the list they want to bring. You can easily still bring those. You just have to build your list around it. And those are kind of the no-brainer kind of special characters sure that we see. And then uh, just for some of the lesser-known characters – Um, We do still see a lot of the same ones. So I was figuring for a one-point hit, people will still have to think about what they want to do. But then, you know, if you are a fluff gamer and you're taking the character for fun, taking a point hit like that isn't going to bother you. Yeah. You're not going to really give a shit anyway. So just trying to make the... The top tier players, the hard list bringers, think a little bit harder about what they want to do. Sure. So there's so,
0: multiple ways to lose two fortitude. And the only way to gain two fortitude in one fell swoop is to take a giant. <laughs>
1: yeah. So fortitude is going to be important. We'll go into the scenarios because depending on the scenario the fortitude may or may not be important at all. Yeah. So you players will have to decide what they want to do, how important they think the fortitude will be. Let's, the other thing too is I've listed all the scenarios, but there's six of them and I haven't said which scenarios I'll be using. So okay. Uh, so one of them will be used. A, they'll have to make a determination.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, based off that. Okay. So you could kind of try to take a gamble or try to try to figure out Get all the thinking done ahead of time. And, um, yeah. So, why don't we talk about how you can get that 500 points of characters. All right. What page is that
0: on, buddy? It's page number one. I see. So we're not going to talk about this negative fortitude section.
1: Well, it's self-explanatory.
0: Okay. Up the page. Actually, page fucking two, dickweed. (laughs) Army construction rules. 2,000-point closed lists due December 31st, 2014, Central Standard Time. (laughs) The End Times Army-wide rules are in effect per the Nagash book, summed up below. Laura of Undeath is available to all wizards. There's some specific painting rules for summoned models. Mm-hmm. 50% Lord and 50% Hero Limits for all armies. Undead Legion's army may be taken. Mm-hmm. Special characters are allowed. Chaos doors from the Tamarcon book are also allowed. Special character and new unit battle scrolls are allowed. Mm-hmm. Formation battle scrolls are not allowed. Scrolls of Binding from Monstrous Arcana are not allowed.
1: Okay. Yeah. So we're using Nagash.
0: That's some fucking shake up, dude. Yeah. So. I'm all shook up. Ooh. Sorry. Sorry.
1: <laughs> you know, if you know, I talked about wanting to have have things mixed up. I thought everything was getting a little stale. Yeah. So the Nagash stuff actually kind of mixes it up on its own. Hmm. Um, I would have preferred, I guess, that it came out a couple weeks earlier. Yeah. Before I came up with my rules, but. I probably wouldn't have really changed anything that I've done at all. To even though I didn't know what the Nagash rules were going to be sure. overall, um, but yeah, we're using them. I think you know it's up to each individual tournament organizer to decide what he wants to use. How you know, many dickweeds
0: are going to bail from the tournament because of you uh, changing fucking
1: core rules, dude? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've had one person who's on the waiting list drop, and he said that was the reason why. But How does he even know no. about this stuff? Uh, it's been communicated to the players, what we're doing. Okay. Um, yeah, so, I don't know, it's up to each TO. I could see why Northstar is not allowing it, um, Screw City won't be allowing it, you know, because it is a big change but I think by the time Wapaca rolls around we might have even seen a second end times book yeah I guess my perspective is once there's two or three or four of these books out I don't think you're gonna be able to run a tournament without using them or if you are you're gonna have a pretty stale tournament scene compared <laughs> I mean it's not going to be it's gonna be exactly the same as it was you know for an entire year sure if the community decides not to use these things. Whether it's for good or bad, or can you do dicky stuff? Yeah, for sure, I think. But you can do dicky stuff anyways yeah. in, your, in your normal rules. And I think the Wapaco rule set is pretty well equipped to be a testing ground for this kind of thing. Because uh, we'll get into the scenarios, but you know, we've already mentioned that Fortitude plays a big part. And 50% Lords, 50% Heroes... Could you make can for get some a
0: small armies.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can get a BSB and a general from your. Those are pretty much the only fortitude you can get from those sections. Mm-hmm. Unless you're putting heroes on manicores or. Sans word, savior. Griffins, or, yeah. Okay. Um, so I think Wapaka should probably still. The army should be a little bit more towards the normal, but for something like Adepticon, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you could really... should get off the hook. Yeah, you could really see some off the hooks stuff there at Acon. <laughs> but, you know, at least it's different, I guess. But we'll have to play play some games and see. Yeah. Um, it might require TOs to come up with more kind of homebrewed rules to keep it in line. If Maybe they'll just ignore the lore of undeath. Parts or the 50% and keep in the undying legion. I don't know. For some reason, once three or four of those combo lists are out, I could see the players clambering pretty hard to use them. I mean, because from a fluff perspective, you can do some really cool things. Yeah. But then from the rules perspective, you're going to have some armies filled with rock-hard units that if people aren't prepared to play against that, maybe it won't be fun. But that kind of brings us into... The next segment of WAPACA. Mm,
0: what's the scenarios?
1: No. The Are you a real deal or a hobby hero, John? What's the difference, bro?
0: How do I find definitions of these things?
1: Well, they're in there, page two or three or four.
0: <laughs> okay, here we got it. So, the real deal. That means you're in it to win it. Nuff said. We expect most players to fall here.
1: Yeah, so when you submit your army list and your team designation... December 31st, you also have to select a tournament path for yourself. The real deal or the hobby hero?
0: (laughs) Okay. And the hobby hero, you are in it for the bros. You're generally pretty shit at Warhammer. (laughs) You're taking a crap list for fun this time. You get your undies in a bunch playing a hard list, or you just expect to not do very well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd probably fall into that
0: category.
1: (laughs) Okay. So the real deal is... You just go into the tournament and everything's standard, you can expect. And the hobby hero has a couple benefits, though. What Mm. do they get for selecting the hobby hero path?
0: All right. So hobby hero advantages. When pairings are being done, we will attempt to match you against another hobby hero. No fucking guarantees in life, though. (laughs) Second one, you may set up a round one grudge match without limiting your overall sports score.
1: Yeah, so I've had that question uh, pertaining to grudge matches. If you're a real deal, you can still set up a grudge match, but it's just the Wapaka standing rule is if you set up a round one grudge match, your only concession is you can't vote for each other for the best sports vote. So you kind of pay a little bit price for th- that match rigging in the first round. But for a hobby hero, no problems.
0: <laughs> okay. Third one, you may set up a round four grudge match against another hobby hero within one battle point of view at the end of day one.
1: Yeah, so after the third game, once the scores are up, all the hobby heroes will be able to get together, all the butt buddies <laughs> slapping high fives. You'll be able to pick... Um, you know, if you want to get a game in against a particular person, and they agree to it, mm-hmm. um, I'll I'll get you guys set up for a round four game. Okay, but there are
0: some disadvantages.
1: Some disadvantages to, <laughs> to being hobby a
0: hobby chart. hero. <laughs> All right, you are not eligible for best overall, best general, or silver pumpkin awards, and you will not be eligible for a master's position based off your overall
1: standing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you kind of. Got to put your money where your mouth is. So (laughs) if you really do just want to have a good time, you want to hang out with the bros, you're looking for a laid-back weekend, we will try to accommodate you. But on the other hand, you shouldn't be expecting to win the event or... Get the best general or anything else like that. You can still rock a best painted, dude. Yeah, you still can get the best painted, best sports, any of player's choice, any other kinds of awards. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that this is kind of something I've been thinking about for a couple of years as well. As Wapaka, you know, has a reputation as a soft tournament some, somewhat, but then um, battle points do play a huge part in sure. overall placing. So, and there is no composition, um, scores or grading or anything like that, trying to limit what you can take. So... Um, some people just bring whatever they want to win and you know, I'm fine with either approach really. But the issue is when those two kind of people play. Yeah. So it makes some it's not people. fun for the for the softy and it's usually not really even fun for the hardy for the hard head. <laughs> you know, they're not having a fun. You know, they probably came for some tough games. So if you can try to keep keep these two mindsets. Um, apart as much as possible and then i think you know it'll keep the keep the hobby heroes happy and then for the real deals you can have some tough throwdown fights and then the other thing too is um you'll some... get the the real deals you're going to have a tougher track to the top so whoever gets the most battle points will be the serious real deal because um in the past, sometimes it's been about lucky matchups yeah. and getting some, some whatever, cakewalks there. <laughs> Yeah, so we're trying to get the cakewalks out. Um, and with that, there's another uh, addendum to that where if you've been placed in the bottom third of overall scores for the past two Packers, you're automatically going to be placed in the hobby hero category. Noise, um, And you're going to have to prove your worth by getting in the top, top two thirds. And then in the next year, it could be the real deal if you wanted to. Okay, so it's kind of kind of like comp banding, but I'm not picking the lists or going through them. Um, I don't like that too much because you can't, you don't know where people are going to place you and what you think might be soft. You know, there's I don't like the, the grading aspect. Okay. in particular. So if you want to go in there, you're going in there, but um, you're going to have to take the disadvantages along with the advantages for placing in the softer band. So that okay. is that. We'll see. Cool. Curious to see how, how it works out. I'm Happy to hear people discussing whether they want to be a hobby hero or real deal, and I've seen some unlikely choices for on both sides where somebody who I thought would be all over the hobby hero are going in for the real deal and vice versa. <laughs> all right. So, should be, should be interesting. Cool. So, let's talk about the painting here. You got some commentary yeah, regarding painting so that, for the
0: Undead Legions.
1: Well, in particular for the, summoned- for the Lore of Death, yeah. Undeath, which is going to be available. So, almost any army, minus dwarves, will be able to resurrect <laughs> Undead Legions if they so choose, allowing for some interesting army options. But one thing that... I'm assuming is going to have to become the trend, we're going to be a foresetter here, is all the summon models you want to be used during the games, you're going to have to put on your display board and otherwise display for player's choice purposes and for paint judging. Okay. So they're going to have to... Match your... Yeah, you're going to get to take slides, a big paint hit unless you put the effort work in. this pretty hard and into your regular painting style for the army sure and then unless you do some conversions or something i don't see how you're going to get the theme point at all (laughs) we're not interested in reading any paragraphs of fluff justification you may have we're only (laughs) going to be going by what's off the display board yeah and maybe a sentence or two written in the on the paint appearance checklist which is pretty much almost the same as last year There's a couple tweaks, but we're not really going to get into that. We've only been talking about the things that are different from last year. So that's one of them. And that extends to any kind of summon model or... You know, demons players, you have to have a double six unit. Uh, If you want it to come on the board, you're going to have to have those models painted and on your display board with your army. Can't just hope it happens on turn six after some of your shit's dead. (laughs) Well, you could. (laughs) Uh, For Warriors of Chaos, if you want that demon prince, you're going to have to include him. For Skaven, your rat swarms for the A-bomb, if you want to use those. Or your dreaded 13th, you're going to have to keep some clan rats. Scrolls of binding.
0: You have to have the monsters properly fucking set up. Uh, Those aren't included. God damn it!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can't think of any any other ways to get extra models. But if you can get them, you gotta have them. Battle scrolls. That's it. Yeah, the battle scrolls. That's just the Exalted Flamer. Okay. And the Bellicor are the only ones I can think of offhand. Okay. Um, But. Yeah, so that should maybe keep the the bullshittery, bullshittery in line, in or at least if there is some bullshittery, they went through all the effort to get it to match, to get everything done up to par with everything else. So more power to you if, if, that's, if you think that's worth the effort, go for it. Sure, okay. But lastly, let's get into the scenarios, my man. All uh. right. Actually, not lastly. <laughs> well, let's do it anyway, Zid. Let's do the Man of Intrigue. Okay. So you don't have to read this. It's quite uh, lengthy. All right. But in past years, the Man of Intrigue has just been attached to units of your own. Sure. And I don't know. I kind of wanted to mix that up. In previous years, we've also had objective counters. Okay. And I was thinking about kind of bringing those back, but... I don't know. It seems too much to have a Man of Intrigue and an Objective. So this year, the... So this year, the Man of Intrigue is just kind of working as an Objective marker. It's used the same in all the games. <laughs> At the start of each game, you're just going to put it in base-to-base contact with the opponent's Man of Intrigue. So it's kind of going to kind of look like they're in a duel in base-to-base combat. And they're going to be there for pretty much the entire game. <laughs> now, during the game... So this is one change the 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 men of entry can move. So that's something that's new, okay? So oh. the way they can move is if you move a unit over them, like you're on top of them, mm-hmm. they're they're automatically going to pop out and your opponent will get to move them to anywhere within 1 inch. So they're always always on the board. You can't sit sit on top of them. Okay. They're always just going to pop out. That's one way they can move. The other way is if you have more fortitude than your opponent within 12 inches of the men of intrigue, I'm calling, calling them the duel okay. for <laughs> abbreviation purposes. <laughs> the rules pack. Um, then you get to move the Man of intrigue, the duel, <laughs> one inch at the start of each player turn, starting on turn two. Okay. So there'll be and that's called a fortitude challenge and that'll happen ten times if the game goes through six turns. So that's it. Those there's no no special rules or anything that changes by I, scenario. There's no
0: real accounting for a woman of intrigue here.
1: Oh, oh John, John, <laughs> there is my man. <laughs> Going to the categories this year for the Men of Intrigue Painting Challenge. Okay. We've got the Toughest Git, as always, which is just your kind of heroic little guy on a 20 or 25 mil. Yeah. We got the uh, Biggest Badass, which is just a tough-looking, ogre-sized or bigger type Men of Intrigue. Okay. We've got the Jokester, which, big or small, is a (laughs) comedy-themed Men of Intrigue.
0: Okay. Those and my then this year entries. we got
1: the baddest babe category. <laughs> so we got an official women of intrigue category you can submit your model into. Nice. So, yeah, hopefully you get to see some chicks. Maybe some boobs. Some b- boobs. <laughs> boobs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. We just went all beavis and butthead yeah. for a second
1: there. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> boobs. Oh. Anyways. So... Just the naysay your naysaying, <laughs> we do have some women of intrigue, man. All right. Just checking, bro. There's probably been some in years past. I oh, yeah. I can't think of any, but. Well, I'm Bubbles
0: sure, painted sure one up, I believe. Nice chick. Yeah.
1: Maybe it was a tran, trans. What else? <laughs> Counts as a woman, bro. It's female identified. <laughs> well, maybe it was just a cross-dresser, then. Well, maybe. just
0: a, you know. So complicated. <laughs> Too many categories. <laughs> I'm going to have to add a bunch more here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the best trans. trans. Trans woman of, of intrigue.
1: intrigue. Trans man of intrigue. <laughs> <laughs> the gender identified. <laughs> <laughs> really to be correct yeah we're gonna to have to add a few categories <laughs> <laughs> you get on that we'll talk about it next time <laughs> okay so you know how the fortitude works you know how the men of intrigue work they're a marker that can move around the board so we just got to talk about the scenarios right. off the top three of them don't even use the men of intrigue well, you just told me they'd be used in every fucking game, dude. No. You heard wrong. I never said that shit. Report <laughs> that back. Ta- Play that back to me. <laughs> you're talking out of your ass, man. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you go through the three scenarios that don't use the men of intrigue? They're really quite simple.
0: All right. So we got stars and stones, which is per Blood and Glory on page 144. And the goal is to break your opponent. Yeah. Now you're fucking working that fortitude angle. It's possible to start with negative fortitude. Use this scenario. (laughs) It's going to be like
1: Adepticon whatever year when old boy lost in turn (laughs) one. So you got to make sure you're at least not auto-broken. Okay. Number deuce. Deuce.
0: Rudely interrupted. Per meeting engagement, page 149, with the following modifications. Units generating positive fortitude do not need to make a reserve roll. If they generate two positive fortitude, they gain Vanguard as well. Mm -hmm. Second note, units generating negative fortitude must take two reserve rolls, and the opponent chooses which roll to use. If they generate two negative fortitude, they must make three reserve Mm rolls instead.
1: Yeah, so this is the diagonal deployment, and the reserve roll is just... Roll the two plus and on a one they come in on the second turn yep so really i don't I would argue that forty two doesn't really do that much in this one mm. because. If you're generating... You deploy your whole army at a time, so you know you'd make the rolls first, so you know you can kind of plan around if anything's leaving off. Yeah. Um, the one thing, I guess, is giants gain vanguard in this scenario, <laughs> which is pretty badass. <laughs> pretty yeah, fun. Operation Grizzly from the fucking giant there. <laughs> you just take a horde of giants. <laughs> yeah, so this one, I think you're fine if you if you want to go low
0: fortitude. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Next one, Morning Glory, which is per the Dawn attack, with the following modifications. Units generating positive fortitude do not need to make a deployment roll. If they generate two positive fortitude, they gain Vanguard as well. Units generating negative fortitude must make two deployment rolls, and the opponent chooses which to use. If they generate two negative fortitude, they must make three deployment rolls. And then, per the Dawn Attack rules, characters are assigned to units before the deployment role is made. For combined units, use the highest Fortitude figure in the unit for the above mm. purposes.
1: So that shit doesn't total up. Yeah, so this one, I would argue as well that the Fortitude doesn't play that big of a role. I sure. Mean, it's, you're going to have your main units are going to be where, where you want them to be. And then a lot of your dicky units aren't if you have cannons the skull cannons the negative fortitude stuff even if they pick you know if you roll bad and they pick left or right then they're not picking the actual position of the unit they're just deploying picking the quadrant right and in a regular dawn attack game that can happen to you regardless so okay i would say you'd be fine with low fortitude in this one as well sure okay but the giant it has got that vanguard again. <laughs> Giant's the only fucker with a
0: vanguard, too.
2: Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, we got three scenarios using the Men of Intrigue. All right. Tug of War is per battle line.
0: Okay. Goal, win, six fortitude challenges. Okay. Okay. Fuck the Fortitude Challenge, dude. So that is, that... is there a definitions page somewhere?
1: Yeah, man. That's described in the Man of Intrigue rules. So okay. that is having more fortitude within 12 inches than your opponent. Okay. Of the duel. Of the duel. Of the Man of Intrigue. Okay. And so this one... This one I'm pretty excited about. It's kind of like... uh King of the Hill, Watchtower type scenario, but in real time. So you have to actively, you can't just wait till the end of the game to pile in. You actively have to stay engaged and stay within 12 inches of the middle. Yeah. And depending on who has the most fortitude, they can pull it towards their side or move it whichever direction they want to. Yeah. Per the Fortitude Challenge rules. So you have to stay engaged. So
0: if you had negative fortitude, you had no hope of winning that fucking scenario.
1: Um,. Well, the negative fortitude, actually, I don't think would play that big of a role because you have to be within 12 inches of the thing for it to count. So you'd have to 12 keep inches your negative of
0: fortitude away. Yeah,
1: you keep it away. So the cannons and stuff would be out and that stuff. But um, so you'd actually, the negative fortitude won't really hinder you that much in this one as long as you keep it out of the way. Okay. Um, You know, it's just the stuff within 12 inches that counts for that. So some of the special characters, maybe, it could really hinder them if they're a fighter. You want to keep them up in the middle. Right. Something like that. Okay. Um, So what's the next one?
0: Capture, which is also per battle line with a goal of end the game with a higher fortitude score than your opponent within 12 inches of the duel.
1: Yeah, so this is almost the same as that one, except... Just okay. the last turn counts. Yeah, just the last turn counts. Now the the duel will still be moving, so if you're maintain if aggressive play and you're moving towards the center and you're keeping your four to two within twelve inches, you can pull it back towards you or move it wherever you want. Mm-hmm. So for that final turn you'll be in a good position. Yeah. Um so yeah, those two are pretty similar. Okay. And what's the last one?
0: Last one is table quarters per battle line again. Deploy your Man of Intrigue in corner-to-corner contact with the opponent's Man of Intrigue in the center of the table yeah. rather than center-to-center.
1: So instead of base-to-base, like they're flush against each other, you'll put them corner-to-corner, kind of like a checkerboard checker uh-huh. style.
0: Sure. And then during the game, the duel may not pivot as they mark the table quarter divisions, as they move, the table quarters will grow or shrink in size. Mm-hmm. Noise.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's the table quarters. Wapaca. When you know, we've used this most of the years, but as a little wrinkle in there, <laughs> if you can, you capture the the table quarters with fortitude. But if you can keep your fortitude in the center, play aggressive. You can pull. Pull or shrink or move the table quarters around to suit, suit, suit how you want to do it in the end. Sure. So you could push yours up so your table quarters are huge and theirs are small, or vice versa, or uh, anything like that. You can move them left or right if they're heavily on one side. Sure. Just adds another little little wrinkle. Yeah. Keep things interesting. Try to trying to keep keep both the armies engaged. I guess is the main focus behind having the fortitude challenge move, all that stuff, but otherwise, no special rules, really, to go in any of the scenarios, nothing like that. Nope, the goal pretty, of that last one basic, is yeah. to
0: capture more table quarters in your opponent, mm-hmm. meaning you have the most fortitude in there, so...
1: Yeah. So, those are the six scenarios, and then, on top of that, we'll probably do something similar to what we've always done with the win by 100, gets you a win... A loss by 300 or less gets you a minor. Probably so. The victory points will still matter and will still be used in most of the scenarios. Sure. But you, know, the scenario objectives is probably what the objectives are going to be. Okay. So, something like that. So, sure. So that's that's it for packa dude. The new rules. I got are some out fucking
0: there. shit for Packa this year. One yeah. of my camera purchases is a camera drone. Whoa. So should I be able to figure this piece of shit out?
1: There will be fucking camera drone, little, flapping tiny, around the room, hovering <laughs> robot. Yeah. Does it gonna have a beer holder on it? Yeah, <laughs> uh, you fucking load her down, she doesn't fly as long. So <laughs> you're burning all my battery, man. <laughs> but you get in there, you fucking swoop down on a table. <laughs> you Are get, you gonna convert a dwarf crew to ride this thing? <laughs> I could fucking just It'd be fucking awesome dude, put like one a to the top, yeah. <laughs> like a <devil> bomber. <laughs>
0: that would be pretty awesome. Perhaps I will. That's pretty entertaining. <laughs> Had to be
1: plastic. Got to keep the weight low. You get like the big <laughs> Uh, you know, big, make like a big Zeppelin type thing on it, <laughs> kind of make it look all dwarveny.
0: Knock the fucking chandeliers up pretty good in there.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: You got to see how well it's gonna fly indoors. So I'm not, I'm not sure yet. But or those thumbs. How much fucking. Wind it's going to raise up wherever it's going. How many?
1: How, much, how many years of a desert strike, urban strike, mm-hmm. jungle strike? <laughs> uh, Nintendo experience do you have here? Probably a decade. Flying around the Apache.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, should be a blast. So we should be able to have some fun with that thing. So mm-hmm.
1: fucking fly around it, check out the chicks' butts. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That'll be. <laughs> that should be cool. I can't wait to to see how this thing flies. Yeah, me neither. It up. I've owned let, it let me know, yeah. For like
0: 4 or 5 days here, but they're pretty fucking complicated. I can't even figure out how to charge the goddamn batteries yet. So, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on, but
1: I'll get her. I promise. Uh, one last bit of Wapaca news, then, is the Wapaka Vacation Contest is officially open. Mm-hmm. Got 175 bones to start with, but yeah, yo. we've already seen quite an influx of donations already from the registered players Okay, let them know what was up. So uh, that's already up to a few hundred dollars, at least, and it should be more. Okay. You'll be able to go to the WAPACA website, and it'll have instructions on how to... On the wall raffle link. Wall raffle. Basically, you're just submitting cash in $5 increments to the WAPACA Gmail PayPal address. Okay. Do not include the words... Raffle. Raffle or contest anywhere.
0: Please. Or you will get banned for life. (laughs) Unless you want to get banned, motherfucker. (laughs) Noise. All right. Yeah, that's it. Sounds good, man. Perhaps we should uh call up Mikey Butcher. Yeah, the butch. See what that old coot's doing. Butch,
5: you there, buddy?
6: Yeah, what's up, man?
5: Hey, what's shaking?
6: Not much. Sitting here looking at fucking nothing. <laughs> you <call what's>
1: up. <laughs> nice. You haven't been putting those bits to good use, I I got ya. Drop them off a-
6: <laughs> Not yet. I will be I'll be I'll be working those ditch later. So yeah, I can't believe I said that on T V. But okay. And I'm not on T V either, but yeah. So we're- <laughs> What's up? How's the, the big worm here?
1: coming along for Screw City, dude?
6: Uh, it's uh, pretty much done. i got to do a little detailing on it. So um, what I'm going to do is uh, get the larger blocks of figures i got to get done all primered up and all that stuff's curing. I like to let the primer set for a while and get really, you know, get a good, good hard seal on it. So got to detail them up a little bit. you know. going to put some, some veins on the worm, which, again,
2: sounds yeah.
6: else. But, yeah, I kind of detail up the, <laughs> the surface on it there and uh, – Do some pustules and some things like that. But uh, yeah, I took a break from it for a while and and banged out uh, like 10 beasts of Nurgle and and another, uh, and then those uh, screeners that I posted up.
5: Yeah, I seen those on the blog. Those are looking pretty cool. Yeah, that's right. You joined the Magnificent
1: Bastards crew.
6: Yes, I did. So yeah, slowly uh, start moving stuff over or reposting off of uh, the other blog because I. Not getting that much traffic on it and frankly i just the guys hang over on the on the bastard's blog is pretty cool so <laughs> oh
1: cool, so, yeah so uh it's awesome to have you bored for
2: sure
6: yeah so yeah the the screamers those were i was trying to decide what to do and uh I uh, started thinking of the movie Phantoms, actually, for some reason, because there's a lot of really weird-ass creatures in that, if you've ever seen it. And uh, there's a scene where this thing flies. It's like some kind of goofy-ass moth-looking thing with claws and everything, and it breaks through the window and eats Lee Schreiber's face off.
2: <laughs> and I
6: was thinking that. So, yeah, that's a reference I put in a post, but probably nobody got that because it's an old movie. But, um, yeah, yeah it's before he was Sabertooth when he was So <laughs> oh,
2: Interesting. <laughs> Cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah,
6: those things are looking badass. Yeah, I like those, uh, those carabaces, or however the hell you say that, the, the nautical hydra heads. So they, I, I like those. Those are really cool bits. They just have a nice look for kind of a mindless creature type of thing with lots of uh, pointy teeth. So I, I just like that, that bit, and I use those for the uh, the uh, new decent urgal I did, too. So I was going to do a post up on those, and I got some work in progress on those. So I'll post that up probably next week or so. Um and then I'll talk a little bit about the tentacle maker that uh, cool. uh one of the other people that we see on the blogs and stuff and, and twitter sells them and it's a nice piece of kit and uh, I'll do yeah, a little I mean, show.
1: like segmented tentacles right
6: yeah and um they uh they work well really, it works really well though it's a nice i mean it took me forever to make the tentacles for. For when I made last i like seven of those things uh, or six rather and now I mean I did you know for ten of them look at each split and I also I, I learned a lot the last batch and piece of and herbal I made I had a really thick ass wire which was really hard to work with and this one I went <laughs> with more of a floral wire which is uh, um, a lot easier to bend and work with so, and I'm not cracking uh, the green stuff and things so it was uh, it was a, v- a vast improvement and it really sped things up I learned a lot on the last so mm-hmm. yeah. And then uh, what else am I doing? We've got some unit fillers. I have no idea what I'm going to do for a display board yet, but I'll figure something out. <laughs>
2: oh. You're going to get
1: all this done for Screw City?
6: Yeah. Oh, yeah it's oh, only like probably like fifteen models, not that many. I'm not Johnny where. that <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, <laughs>
5: hey I don't
6: mean that bad, no dude,
5: <laughs> <laughs> I think you're the most motivated bro in the crew right now, by the way,
6: <laughs> yeah, I gotta get this yeah well i you know I had this this vision of up the beat the Nurgle stuff up, but then I did some test games and figured out what I really needed to build up, so I had to to do a lot more models, so this whole vision of having a whole different army for North Star that just kind of died. <laughs> 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 died a sad and tragic death I kind of want to see what these uh, these end time books do too you know what, yeah. what happens because the next one's chaos I kind of want to see what happens with that and kind of where the hobby's going a little bit before I full-on dive into another, you know, totally converted army just because. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's well, I thought you
5: thing. were going to do the Asian-themed ogres, buddy.
6: Yeah, I've, I've, and that's, that's what's in the queue, and that would be my uh, goal for Holy Wars and uh, what's right behind? it. There's another one right by there, and Adepticon. Those are the ones I want to have done for that. And that would be plenty of time for me to do that. So I've been slowly collecting models for that. Uh, I've got... Uh, some stuff from a Kickstarter I should be seeing in the next four or, four or six weeks, which I'm pretty excited about uh, <laughs> to use for uh, some uh, Morn Fang riders. Okay. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, you can look at it. It's on, uh, called Wrath of Kings. It's a Kickstarter. And, sure. Uh, one of the, one of the, uh, factions is Asian ish. I mean, um, and like, uh, they have, these, they look like ogre, oni, ogres, like a, a Japanese demon or whatever. And then, um, they have these riders on, uh, on a wingless Chinese dragon. And okay. Brutal, those <laughs> beautiful models. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I'll have to do some work on them though. Cause, uh, they, they give you alternate parts, but it's basically a different tail and different whiskers, which is kind of, you know, really, thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
6: so, yeah, I'll have to work on the legs and probably do some stuff with elevation just to, to vary them up. And, uh, Interesting. You, know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe just bend the head or something and, and just fill in it. But they're all, you know, it's it's scale armor all on them. And the saddles look ogre-sized. I mean, it's, and they're already Asian-looking, so it's not that much I'm going to have to do to those, frankly. But then you know, make them look like samurai riders have the back pole and the whole nine yards just uh I'm really, yeah, looking forward to doing that because it's not as many models, so I can really kind of go to town. On, on sure. Okay. Yeah. Do a little bit different build. Um, than, than, than yours. Instead of man-eaters, I'm going to run a bunch of, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the dudes with cannons. The lead can-
2: yeah.
6: What's that? Lead Yeah, there we go. If I can spit it out. Yeah, th- yeah, uh, just run some units of those and see how it goes. Plus, I, I have some, some interesting ideas of what to do with them. I may actually make them like little mini war machines on the backs of ogres with knob and shit, so.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah, just kind of a stoke. There's things I, um, you remember the, the ogre I had back in the day, and there was a the hunter I took and put a like a catapult or a, uh, like a steam-powered harpoon gun on his back, and it was like mm-hmm. a really large model. Yeah, I kind of I like that concept. To just kind of scale it down a little bit, maybe rocket launchers with the, the full-on old-school, you know, looking rockets on a stick <laughs> kind of thing. Mm-hmm. "Yeah, I just you know, and uh, um, just yeah, I've got a lot of sketches and what I want to do with it, and then I get a gin up a mo- mood board and figure it out." So <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I do that sometimes. Cool. I, I'll put up, I'll just get like go and surf the internet for shit that I just think's cool about a concept, and you know, put them together and stick them on a piece of cardboard, and just have that by when I'm bashing and shit. It kind of helps keep you in line with what you're trying to do. So,
2: mm-hmm. uh, I'll sure, do that
6: with those guys, so. Yeah, I'm busy, and it works, 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 but,
2: uh,
6: (laughs) and uh, and I might be moving to a different job, but it's still in Stevens point, but more on that, if it happens, and if not, I will say nothing about it, so, we'll have to see, a little excited, We'll, we'll have to see how it goes, so. Okay.
1: all right well sounds like you're hogging all the hobby mojo here man <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm
6: fired. well i'm fired up because there's, there's the deadline other than, than that I'm, <laughs> it's football season i like nothing better to sit on my ass for nine hours on sunday and just watch football games and uh <laughs> that's just i have to i have to work hard to carve out that time see other people like to use their yard and shit like that i sit there and get all my hobby shit done so i, so I can drink <laughs> beer and eat wings and talk shit on sunday so yeah i'm in all these fantasy leagues so it's a lot of fun. I'm in a nerd league with uh, like Grant Fetter and these other guys.
1: Oh, really? And, uh, <laughs> I
6: wondered, yeah, uh, yeah. So I won. I won my matchup. We do tenths of points. I won my matchup by one tenth of a point this week. But you know what? Oh, it's work. still a win. It doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> so. bringing that HPB cred to the fantasy football league. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
6: Well, I'm actually better at that than I am at Warhammer. So that's, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah,
6: I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to learn how to use magic and shit once I get away from these demons. So uh, uh, that's what it, as, yeah, as Andrew was saying, it's like dude, you, you got to use magic. I said, well, I'm not I'm not competent with it. I just don't like playing it. But uh, <laughs> I figure I figure it out. Yeah, Johnny, I'll probably pick your brain uh, over over a hen- uh, Guinness or something about running ogres, just uh, try to get a good build on it. So
5: yeah, talking yeah. game, buddy. <laughs>
6: Okay. what's that I bring, bring beer and you bring knowledge and I'll, I'll, I'll work it out so I'm
5: game I never leave your house without a solid beer boy so <laughs>
6: true true I'm I'm a good host
5: so. <laughs> yeah and a belly full of fucking pizza or her barbecue it's pretty awesome <laughs> cool
6: alright man so yeah you okay. sold the you sold the, the car
5: yeah yeah we were talking about that I bought a new one already though so once it arrives you'll see some pictures floating around of that beast
6: cool oh okay I thought maybe you were going to get that printer you're talking about.
5: Nah, man, I looked into you the, receipt, in <laughs> they just don't, they don't do what we need to do. So it's just, just yeah. not detailed enough for us. So that's, it's kind of a waste of time right now until the technology evolves a bit.
6: Yeah. There are uh, a couple of places you can uh, see them online. Uh, I can't name it now, but I can look it up it, that if you like make the master models, you can get casting done fairly, not that bad of a price. So that's something to think about if yeah, that's okay. something you need for an army that. or something. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it depends on the time for, you know, doing each one individually versus, you know, paying a dude to cast it. That's really, you know, what you have to figure on, so
5: Well, maybe I'll look into that and do some podcast discussions about it in the future.
6: Okay. Mm. Well, I'm trying to stop it. That's an army thing. It's all good. I got enough, all right, I'm, I'm all full of coffee and ready to i gotta <laughs> i gotta sit there and, and glue, glue sand on bases fucking the rest of the night so i'm all excited <laughs> i can't wait yeah it's that's the thing i love the building part and then it's the whole finishing them up I fucking blows you but gotta get
5: yourself the, fucking nerd apprentice dude <laughs> <laughs>
6: hire them out. Yeah, I did that for. I had a great big ass commissioner for some historical stuff, and I had him like assemble all of them. Cause that, just because the, they were there weren't any conversions, just building them.
2: So yeah. He,
6: yeah, he was looking for some models. I said, I tell you what, I'll get you all those models, and you cut these 150 fucking things off the sprues and glue them together. <laughs> so I don't want to <laughs> deal with it. Yeah. And, it was, and it was well worth it. Yeah, and it worked for him too. Yeah. So it felt good. I was subcontracting. On occasion, you got to do that. So. <laughs> not, but not conversion work. I, I, no, no green stuff will leave my house without me doing it. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, that's a good fucking rule, I think. Yeah.
6: Yeah, I think so too. If it's sand and stuff and making a base, it's, it's I don't mind having somebody help out with that. But yeah. <laughs> all all right. right, buddy. Thanks, Thanks for okay. chat with us. I got. Yeah, I gotta get back to it. Sadly. So. <laughs> all right. Take all care, all buddy. All right. You bye too, now. guys.
1: All right, bye. All
0: right. So that's Butch, man. He's up to all kinds of fucking shit, dude. Wish I could find that kind of fucking motivation. Might actually get something done.
1: Yeah. He's got the time crunch, man. You gotta feel it, John. You gotta set yourself up a time crunch, man. <laughs> well, I don't like doing that, dude. I don't...
0: I'm done being stressed, dude. I'm too old for that shit. you think you gotta, Butcher would be, but...
1: You're stuck in the comfort zone, man. You gotta get out of the comfort zone,
0: dude. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty true, actually, but... Let's fucking move along, dude. Let's do the fucking bastard sexy sex toy segment. Oh, we can do that.
1: But first, we got a... We got something here? Hidden hobby dollars recap.
0: Oh, come on.
1: (laughs) eBay. It's the fucking shit. Yeah? I just made a $750 (laughs) purchase. Oh, yeah? It's a madness. Do not... Go to the Point Hammer website, click the eBay link, and look at shit. <laughs> we'll lead you down a bad road. It's the road of madness, my friend. <laughs> I'm we're getting a little low on time. I'm not going to say what it is, but I dropped 750 bones. I'm waiting for it to arrive. If it looks good, I'm going to be a happy camper. All right. Yeah. Pretty anticlimactic. We'll chat about it next time, <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to ramble on for 20 minutes to get into it. <laughs> All right. Well, you've already so done we'll enough s- fucking rambling. Yeah, here. we'll save that rambling for next time. <laughs> All but right. But do go to the eBay link in the sports section whenever or you're on gonna, the home page. Whenever you're going to go to eBay, check that out. Do your normal shopping. Whatever you buy, we'll support the cast.
0: Yeah, we'll get our beaks wet based on you buying shit on eBay. It's fucking win, 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 because we both got beaks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, uh, now, now can yeah. we do the bastard sexy sex toy segment?
1: I don't know. Is it sexy enough?
0: Well, you're going to have to ask the Black Sun Boys. <laughs> I feel like they might have got, gotten intimately familiar with this thing during a potential cock contest video (laughs) that (laughs) was sent to them. (laughs) So, What are we talking here? The toy we're going to talk about today is the Julie Ashton Ultra Realistic Pussy and Ass. (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly what it fucking sounds like.
1: (laughs) John, you've reviewed some of these torso-type products before. (laughs) What separates this one from the rest? Well, this one is one that I
0: actually own myself. <laughs> <laughs> I made this purchase way back in like 2003 or 2002. Oh, nice. Maybe even before that. I don't know. But I've had this thing sitting around. <laughs> one, one thing about these, I give this thing yeah. five, fucking five boners up for sure. <laughs> it's a fucking hell of an awesome toy. But in terms of actual use, you're talking about, you know, once every six months when you're feeling frisky and you're alone,
1: <laughs> you got a little time to kill. <laughs> you start thinking about it at work. And you're like, Ooh. Yeah, I like this. we have idea. a little frisky night here.
0: <laughs> it's a fucking solid choice, man. We'll have a link up on the show notes. You can pick one up on fucking Amazon. And again, let us get our beaks wet while you get your fucking dick wet. <laughs> it's a pretty fucking awesome toy. The Julie Ashton, ultra-realistic, and it is ultra-realistic, pussy and ass. And for the Black Sun boys, there's no way they're going to be able to resist purchasing one, I'm sure (laughs) of (laughs) it. Oh, my word. Based on the solid demo video they received. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man, let's fucking get along here. Gear, the shirts have been ordered. I even fucking ordered one for Johnny Crass, even though he never sent his goddamn money in. <laughs> well,
1: if he doesn't pay up, you can just give it to
0: Tops. <laughs> uh, I suppose. Well, it's the same size I'll wear, so if not, I'll just have a spare. Mm. It's not a big issue, but everybody, that shit should be done in a week, and then they should go out within a week after that, so maybe three weeks from this recording. If you're overseas, maybe a little longer, but those fuckers will start arriving. Awesome. And that'll be that, man. What do we got? Uh, otherwise, check out the fucking forum, pointever.com slash forum. Check out the blog, You Magnificent Bastards. Like we said, Butcher's joined up now, so he's got a lot of action happening on there. Mm-hmm. I have a post ready to go on what I've been up to, and then I'll also throw my fucking new hot rod picture in there. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be badass, dude. And, yeah, let's fucking talk about question of the week, dude. Yeah.
1: This is continuation from last time. All right. Lay it on us. Should the Ale House continue to be the Wapaka venue, man? I'm still saying no, buddy. <laughs> well. Has anybody said that we should switch venue? It's all venue? been mixed. Besides, Q's voicemail was mixed and everything else I've heard. nobody has uh, been a, nobody's more of a committal. discussion of the pros
0: and the cons. Well, that's what you need, really, right? Maybe someone will fucking spark a light bulb, which will make the choice yeah, obvious. Yeah, we're just
1: spitballing here, so if you yeah. want... To weigh in with your feedback, this is your only opportunity. If you okay. try to tell me at any other time, I'm going <laughs> to say, "Shut up!" <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> All right, perfect. Should <laughs> they house move? Why or why not?
0: Boom. All right, man. Fucking email us pointhammer at gmail mm-hmm. If you got an answer, you can also get us on Facebook we just fucking straight up point hammer down there. You can call in, leave a voicemail, 601-TRY-HPBV. That's 601-879-4728.
1: Answer the question or, or just call make us a, laugh. we play it on the air. Taking a shit. That entry into the contest. Let us hear some farts and
0: some turds plopping. That's pretty funny stuff.
1: I'd like to hear you using the Julie... Ash,
0: if <laughs> you do you pick it up <laughs> Pick that out of a fuck lineup
2: <laughs>
0: Twitter, I'm at Point Hammered At Hammered underscore Raj Now before we bail, I got one other thing to bring up
1: What is that?
0: I don't generally go on Facebook, but I did Because I was really drunk a few days yeah. back And I posted a video Where's this going? Did you watch the video I posted?
1: No, I didn't
0: Okay, it's called the hot versus crazy ratio Mm. It is fucking hilarious. I suggest everybody... It's Hot versus Crazy, A Man's Guide to Women. Okay. And it's this dude in a, in a shirt and tie is doing a real it? scientific breakdown. Was it on YouTube? Yes.
1: Okay, we can put it in the show notes. I'll put a
0: link up, and I think everybody will enjoy it because I fucking laughed my ass. I've watched it three times. You've
1: been a victim of this. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: I wish I would have seen this video years ago. <laughs> <laughs> saved years of your life <laughs> could have changed my my old i could be happy right now <laughs> i could have been happy man <laughs> oh, that's it that's this right. we're gonna go out here on some more shovels and rope sounds good this song's called marianne and one-eyed dan it's pretty solid it's off the same cd called swim in time fucking enjoy suck my balls there's
1: my bees
3: at the circus and Dan was a writer for the Delaware locale observer just 21 and just two months out of the service missing half an eyelid so he had to wear a patch Mary Ann introduced herself to Dan she said do you like the menu or the Make a match, he said. So long Flower, passing it on to his bad eye. She said, "Come on, let's get married. I think we might get along." She said, "So long." never slept he had nightmares every night of rain and fire on those bloody beaches just in the dew drop from the flower and he wept marianne you are a melody i think i wrote a song it goes like so long long to my worried life.
0: it in raw dog
2: raw dog man stick it in raw dog